Welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, episode 32, talking today about do off-the-shelf products, classes, programs, add value to, to your... What your I was trying to sync it up last time to your business. <laughs> to your business. We'll try it again. <laughs> episode 32. I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. So today, episode 32 is off-shelf programming. A uh, lot of different uses for off-the-shelf programming. A lot of times we see snippets of things on Facebook that's like, buy this right now and it'll save your business thousands or make your business thousands or any of those kinds of uh, suggestions or cues that make you believe that there is a single little solution that you can buy that will now do everything that you needed to do. Uh, I remember uh, I, a program that I actually really like is the HyperPro program, but it was that kind of thing. It says, you know, if you, if you buy this program, then there's summer camps will make you a hundred thousand dollars a year it's false the summer like the program itself will not make you a hundred thousand dollars the work that you put into marketing that program will make you a hundred thousand dollars if you market it accurately so then the conversation today is surrounding whether or not buying that program is actually worth what you need it for or if you're just trying to get it for that end result because the end result won't come without the work that you need to do so basically what you're saying is without work, then everything else is pointless. And that's the end of the episode, guys. We Bye, appreciate guys. you coming in and joining <laughs> us. No, you're absolutely right. You know, and we've talked about that numerous times. We come back and we say that, oh, well, hello from the United Kingdom. Thanks for joining us today. Wow. Um, yeah, we talk about it all the time. We say that there are you know, people who are wanting to do the work and then people that are wanting the work to be done for them and then people who don't know that there is work that needs to be done. Sure. And I think the, uh, you get fall into these little traps where you, you look up one day and you say, man, I really need to make $10,000. And this program says that if I start doing this, this, then I could have this extra, uh, you know, after school program and I'm just going to make these extra dollars. And it's not ever quite that easy. So a little bit of today's episode is just kind of go through the process of, does that make sense for your business or are you trying to find a shortcut? Yeah, I think, there are obviously a lot of programs out there and there are a lot of people trying to make a buck and I don't fault them at all because we're all trying to make a buck. We're all trying to provide for our family. We're all trying to live life. Mm -hmm. And I think it all comes down to is, does that program fit what you are trying to do? Absolutely. And also if we, we think about even somebody from the United Kingdom, maybe some of the stuff that we have here won't necessarily fit there right. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the stuff they eat, we don't eat, but some of the bangers stuff we and eat. Mash? Right. That's love bangers. No, and mash. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> but it all depends on adapting it to your business and to your market. Absolutely. So let's, let's start off by defining what, what an add on program would be or what a off the shelf product would be as those solutions for your uh, individual businesses. So and did you say hyper didn't work for you? No, I said hyper was great. Um, I don't believe that it matches my brand. So it's a perfect yeah. example of right. what I, why would I be doing that? You have to applaud the work they've done. Oh gosh. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a very inclusive program. That's got a lot of the, the components in it that you need. It's got yep. a lot of resources. There's, I mean, I, I can speak really highly about it, but it just doesn't work inside my business. Now, meanwhile, if I wanted to have an employee who just focused on hyper pro, I just look at it as like, it's such a good product that it's the product that right. I could just have a school that says hyper on top. Right. And that isn't yeah. what I do. It's the same yeah. conversation we had in the past with, um, Coe's Black Belt Academy and Team Co. Yeah. Is 
Team Co, the brand, where you go to all of the tournaments and that's what's on the back of your uniform. Yep. But nobody knows what Team Co is because your business is called Co's Black Belt Academy. Sure. And that actually is prevalent. You have a lot of these martial arts schools who have competition teams and they're called Team XYZ, but then the business is called uh, ABC. And you're like, yeah, we're from Team XYZ. And they're like, where is that? Uh, We're actually in ABC. So it doesn't... It doesn't right. align, so right. I think it's important that you think about that. From a marketing standpoint, right. you you the confusing the customers thing that we've talked about yep. before that you want to try to stay away from. But then you also, I mean, if you talk to anyone with a, a lot of marketing background, then what is the story? It says, are you trying to market to a local market, a national market, regional market? What are you trying to achieve? And with the national market, it's kind of funny that you've got this brand, like you said, XYZ, but in the local market, you're ABC and you could actually create way more synergy by trying to keep it one and just have that. So, um, like I said, so we'll go on and we'll talk a little bit about what add on programs are. We already defined one in there as being the, uh, like hyper pro is a good example of one that people could buy. There are also DVD sets that people can get from various places. What is a DVD? Uh, I, we've had this conversation. So <laughs> a while back, there were these discs. They kind of are like miniature records. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't know what a record is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're shiny. They reflect the sunlight. Oh, okay. You could use it for yeah. a mirror. No, you have uh, to physically like, put it in there, close the lid and push play. Yes. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. It's, I actually, actually believe you. Yeah. Yeah. So the DVDs that you could buy, um, this is, this is where I, I tend to make, bring in my granny ground and pound conversation that I just think is got to bring it in hilarious. every episode, don't you? I do. I got to keep throwing it out there that that might not be the program that benefits your business. Yeah. Um, Rick said, sometimes the off-the-shelf programs may fill a gap missing within the business, e.g. the HyperPro program helped us get a demo team up and running. However, it's run its course. Now I send my team to train at tricking. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. We agree 100%. We're going to get to that in just a little bit because we we actually do use add-on programs. And so it's um, – we don't – we don't necessarily disagree with you there. Um, so like I said, that's, that's an example of some of the programs. I, I think that, um, the purpose of adding an add on program needs to be defined with trying to achieve your overall business goals. Yep. So, uh, for example, if you are, uh, a gymnastics school, for example, and you are focused on creating these athletes. And so you bring in this add on program that increases balance and flexibility. Okay, great then it fits right along with what you're trying to achieve in that realm. Mm-hmm. But if the gymnastics school brought on HyperPro, then you're bringing in a completely different clientele yep. than point B. And now those two things don't necessarily coexist in the same building. Uh, another example is I'm a sport taekwondo school. And I guess I could actually bring back up the the idea that he said that it helped us get a demo team up and running. Um, I'm a, I'm a sport taekwondo school and I want to focus on sport taekwondo. And if I bring one of those other programs in, I have to ask myself, what is the goal of that? Am I trying to, like he said, fill in a gap? Yeah. And usually that gap is probably either revenue based or participation based. I'm not getting the numbers that I want. So I need to come up with something else to generate numbers or I'm not getting the revenue that I want. So I'm trying to market to these customers to buy this add on program to generate that. Your approach is a little different. Mm-hmm. where you add on what tell us a little about you've got jujitsu and you add yeah. that on for what purpose so my my philosophy and my outlook on 
the add-on programs that we're talking about is really just comes down to adding a little flair, I guess, to your core programs. And I think this is where we have to really define the difference between the two. So for example, if you're trying to look for a program that is going to basically replace everything you're doing, that's called a franchise. Mm -hmm. Like that's literally what that is. If you're looking for something that's just going to, for example, for us, for our black belts, we incorporated jujitsu. I'm not a, you know, jujitsu black belt. So I started looking for what's the best out there. And the Gracie's has a program that they teach all the basics. So then we use that. But we don't necessarily say Gracie's combatives on the outside of our building because mm -hmm. that's not what we do. Mm -hmm. What we do is more about the character development and all the other things that go along with being a martial arts student. But we implemented it into our black belt curriculum to keep the engagement of our students high. Okay. Because if we just keep teaching them the same things over and over again, then, you know, it's not like 30 years ago when people would just stick it out. They get bored. Mm -hmm. So I think that is important. But I think replacing your core program for with a hyper or something that is similar, I don't think that's a good move. Right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you said just a step further because the real the meat of my feelings towards your your statement there also talked about what you wanted from your customer's journey, where you felt like. Taekwondo isn't the end all be all for self defense, and so that you wanted the students to be yep. able to defend themselves. That's another reason with why boxing yep. skills and jujitsu. Right. And, and so as you as you take that, then it it becomes even more than just retention and excitement yep. at a certain place. It actually fulfills your vision right. for what you want your students to be able to achieve. And it always comes back down to being a good human being. Mm -hmm. So if you think that this extra program, add on program, off the shelf program is going to help your student in some way, like genuinely think that that's going to help them mm -hmm. and fill in gaps, like for example, self-defense, then great. That, I think that's a good move. Right. But if you're only doing it to try to make an extra two grand a month, right. that is the wrong thought process. And I, and people are going to see it really quickly. And that's Rick brought up. He said retention. And I think, right. I think about that, for example, it says, why is your retention poor in the first place? Right before you right. need to add on another program yeah. to increase its retention, I start thinking of retention as I'm not doing my job or, or I'm not linking up with the customers that I need that sure. see what I'm trying to achieve and I'm not solving their problem or else they would stay. So either A, my vision is not what the customers are seeing, or B, my product isn't what the customers want. Sure. And so by putting a Band-Aid on it, what, yeah. when, that's me saying you bring in one of these off-the-shelf programs uh -huh. as a Band-Aid to cover up the lack of retention. That's, that's the mistake that I feel like people make. Whereas what you've said is I add on that program to add more value so that people continue to achieve the goals sure. that everybody is wanting. I think... Uh it always comes back down to the same thing I preach almost every single episode. It, com it comes down to your teaching. Mm -hmm. So if you're having retention issues, and we just talked about this in our meeting right before this episode with my uh, directors, and it all comes down to people will, for the most part, quit because of either two reasons. Mm -hmm. First, they're the right person. And then we didn't do something correctly mm -hmm. or they're the wrong person. Right. And if they're the wrong person, then it there's nothing I, I can do about that. Right. But if they're the right person and it's based on something else, then I will always point inwards and say, well, it's probably because there wasn't a connection on the floor mm -hmm. because especially, uh, 
any student, honestly, they, they usually look forward to, especially younger students, they'll look forward to uh, the interaction with the instructor because that instructor has made them feel good about themselves. And mm-hmm. uh, the other one is just social um, environment. So different ways of, of connecting with their friends, looking forward to seeing their friends, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think there's a lot of younger students who look forward to the curriculum. Right. Oh, I'm looking forward to going in and learning some boxing, yep. which maybe the older, the older crowd, but that's not even our market. Our right. market are the younger. Mm-hmm. So then it comes down to, well, check that box. Is your instruction good? Are you making that connect connection? Yes. Well, then let's add a, a program. But if we're adding a, a, a program and then your instructions subpar, then you're putting a Band-Aid over something that needs to be washed out and cleaned and then Put maybe in. a little bit of ointment and then, you know, healed up. <laughs> ointment. Yeah, I just said so ointment. The, uh, <laughs> wow. The, so he, as you can see, guys, he laughs at everything. All the time. Yeah. So the, uh, the question, I guess, then also, as you talked about instruction and whatnot, I go into, have you evaluated as a business owner your needs and wants? So for example, let's say that you want a million dollars. We hear this a lot, actually, is a, yeah. a goal that people Everybody want. I want a million dollars. So you've got 100 students. Are you going to charge them $1,000 a month? You go, no, well, no. Okay, well, then you can't have 100 students. Okay, so... Do you have the capacity to have a thousand students? Oh, no. Okay, well, I'm running out of options here because it's A plus B equals one million, right? Sure. So you say, well, I'm going to add in this, you know, program and then that's going to spike it. Maybe, but if it doesn't align with everything else that you wanted to do, then it, we, I no. mean, we just get there. So we've already said this, I guess. I think I, I just see it, you know, it's like, um, I think I've seen. Um, Mr. Kovar, Dave Kovar, he talks about the toolbox. Yep. And I think that's very, it hits it right on the, on the head of we all have our toolboxes of what we can do, what are we offering. And I think it's just, it's good just to add an extra tool, mm-hmm. but you're not replacing the entire box right. with a whole another set of tools. That's a great point. It's just an extra tool that you can pull out on you know a certain day that you know they're getting a little bored in class because sure. you're doing forms over and over again you know, i can see that i can see the uh, strength in that i agree with that from an add-on program standpoint i said before on a previous episode that not only do i like shiny objects if i if i see the little thing that's like oh that seems really cool i want to see how they did it what are they doing in there and i get you know, instructor tips, maybe a, a idea is sparked for a drill that's going on, or uh, maybe even a class structure or whatever. Sometimes, depending on what the cost is, I value it not for the actual piece of the, not for the actual piece of the curriculum, but for how I could pull some other knowledge from it. There are not sure. a lot of resources yeah. for martial arts instructors to be able to get ideas. I mean, obviously you've got YouTube all day long, but nothing that you can just right. plug in and, and watch. And the stuff on YouTube is hit or miss. You got a spectrum of just, you know, decent to just horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. So do you feel like most, most people, most businesses have yet to identify what their core purpose is? I think that's prevalent with any business, you not just so? martial arts. I think a lot of, and especially nowadays, uh, the entrepreneurship is just skyrocketing because we have the internet and you can basically sell things on Amazon. You can do a blog, you can do all these different things, become a you know social media influencer. So I think that um, you're going to have a bigger pool of people doing it. So then I think the number of people who don't aren't doing it for the right reason is going to be increased. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I would agree. And those are the ones that maybe are lacking tools in their toolbox. Right. And then are going in and trying to buy solutions for the lack of the tool. And when you don't have a clear vision, you don't have a clear purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. People will see it really quickly. Yep. Because people will stay for the long term. And honestly, you will do something for the long term if you're passionate about it. Mm. And you cannot fake that passion. So if you're trying to open up a subway because you're just trying to make an extra dollar, then good luck because I think in the long term you're going to hate it and then you're just going to shut it down or sell it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Rick, once again, he posted it and said the uh, retention at the top end for black belt students is exactly the, the purpose that yep. uh, Bronson said that he puts in jujitsu and boxing yeah. is that and it's really, people- and it really comes down to my biggest thing was I want my black belts to at least have some sort of basic self-defense skills mm-hmm. because this is just a personal thing for me where if I'm awarding people with black belts and they can't even, they don't even understand what it means to pull somebody into a guard right. on the ground. That's, that's a big problem. Even or if somebody's on, if, if somebody's on top of them, you know, just wailing at their face, what are they going to do? Need some work. Well, yeah. they got to the referee will stand them up and like break it. No, you're actually supposed to turn over to your hands and knees. Give them them your back. Right. Give them your back and then just pray. You know, um, what's funny about that. I had this conversation actually today on my way over in regards to our program. And I, I go back and I think target and this is all just pretty much generic right in my head. I literally just kind of thought of this stuff as I, I would love to have students that are totally interested in competition but there aren't going to be thousands of those. And I would also like students that are interested in leadership. Yeah. But I, I struggle with the third part. It's black belts that are just interested in being black belts without any plan or purpose. And that's where those people can't, can't exist in a, like what I'm guessing from what we read here about retention at the top end is that third group doesn't have any sort of a plan. Yeah. And so if there is no plan, then the plan is, say goodbye to them. They, there's a, there's a deadline. Like you get a black belt and be like, you graduated. See you later. And then if you want your business to grow in one direction, and I could totally do this, it seems like it would be detrimental, but I could go in and you would say, after you achieve that black belt, now it's buy or start the sport program. And yep. if you don't want to do that, then you you just finished. Right. And that's it. Right. Then you go to my friend Bronson over at co-martial arts and you're good. But I mean, without that sort of a, without that sort of a plan, <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. It actually is yeah. sort of that way. No, uh, I, I agree with you. And I think part of this is just the way things are nowadays that people just get burned out with things a lot faster than they used to mm-hmm. just instant gratification with the things that are in front of us right now, the devices, electronics, iPads, iPhones, all those little things. But it's not going anywhere. We just have to adapt. Right. For us personally, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Black belts stay because of two reasons. First, the social aspect. So they have a social connection with friends. So Mm -hmm. they look forward to that. And honestly, that's why I kept with it. Or also didn't want to die because my father (laughs) was my instructor. And then second is going to be leadership. So once they uh, kind of embed themselves into our leadership program and they become an instructor, then this whole nother world comes out right? Uh, or reveals itself. A different level of camaraderie. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. like now they're in part of the inner circle. Um, if we were doing competition, maybe that would be the something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I gave that up before because in the past because I just don't, I just didn't think it aligned with our brand. 
Um, and just quickly going a little bit off topic here, going back to this hyper program again, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it, but I just think it is, is geared toward, towards like a limited audience. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think an overweight student who's extremely coordinated are going to do, be doing five forties and aerials and all these different things? I are, think they do actually, which is the scary part. Yeah. But majority of them, can they do well, that? The, 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 well, it, it, like I've the seen pro program breaks it down so that anybody <laughs> would be able to, I've seen but, videos of them doing it. So it's like a live video on Facebook and you've got like techno music in the background and they're like, yeah, and everybody's off. like cheering and I'm, and they're my, doing it. And, my thing is, is that responsible? It, and, and again, not to like, I don't want to do any, anything like with like body shaming style conversation. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I would be saying. But like, for example, the, um, uh, a person who maybe is overweight, they're trying to do gymnastics. Yeah. And I look at that like it's not safe for you to be up there. No, to that's do too this. much weight on your wrists. Right. These kinds of things right. is, is a challenge. So if we're putting, that's what I, I end up seeing all the time with these add on programs is that you've got little Johnny over here who's so excited to be able to do this, but it's irresponsible for us to put people in these positions sometimes. Yeah. Just like you wouldn't give a four-year-old like a bow staff to just start swinging around. Yeah, absolutely. Here's your bow and arrow. Like don't right. poke your eye out. You got to figure out how to use your body first. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, moving on from there, I guess the, the next one I, I want to always ask is, and I, I mentioned already, does it align with your core purpose, but even more importantly, does what you're adding onto the program confuse your customer base? Right. And I think that that's probably the confusion that a lot of martial arts schools go through. Like we already talked about the competition programs versus the regular programs. And you're posting all these pictures of your, you know, your medal victories and, and your teams traveling all over the place. And then you're trying to also market to the generic population yep. and the people are looking at that. Like I'm not interested in metal stands and all of there. Yeah. And I'm interested in this, but that doesn't seem like what you do. Whereas the little karate school down the street seems like they're all in on family. So where right, are they going right, to go? Right. Um, I mean, this isn't lost on me. I, I deal with this on a day-to-day -day basis. How do I, how do I achieve my goals without alienating people and without saying I'm something that I don't want to be? And sure. that, that's a real balance. So adding on these, these extra programs basically does that in some instances where I'm saying I add on hyper pro and then I start marketing myself hyper pro camp, hyper pro camp, hyper pro camp. Right, right. And you're like, martial arts school that wants to do this other thing. What is hyper pro? That's a, that's a good point. And it really comes down to is hyper pro huge in your area. So if it is, is it I mean, like, I know, but let's just, let's just assume it is. You then, mean that style of people parkour. And, sure. But even yeah. I'm just talking about the brand. Okay. You know what I mean? So let's say for example, uh, Nike, mm -hmm. everybody knows Nike. It's a very respectable brand. Then now, I'm putting Nike all over my building. I'm putting Nike all over everything I do. I think that's going to be a big, you know, a big uh, value-added thing to our brand. Right. One of the things that people are are pulled towards is prestige. Sure. So if you are if you're able to do that and come across as like, for right. example, we are the Nike Center. Yeah. People will automatically come because right. you're wearing that. Yeah. But for um, in the the tiny little martial arts community that we have, the external community of just the general population, they have no idea about any brand. Right. Like even the biggest brands out there, like mm -hmm. Century is probably the biggest supplier. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. they have no idea what that is. Yeah. So when we're trying to market our 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 businesses based on 
a side program that we added, I don't think that's going to benefit anything. Right. You have to focus on your own brand and then build it within your community. Right. And that, that could be a whole other episode is how do you market yourself to the community and to establish yourself. And, and it's, it's interesting to me because we, we look at ourselves like I want to market, for example, I'm, I'm here in Johnson County. I want to market myself to Johnson County. I want people from the state line all the way over yep. to Lenexa to know who I am. Well, that's a great goal. But how about within the one mile radius around yeah, you? Do you have right. those borders locked in? Yep. And people say, well, that's too small or whatever. And I go back to what you just said about people in martial arts is you've got 5,000 kids in your little neighborhood and only 5% of them are willing to do martial arts. Yep. And so out of that, you also have 47 martial arts schools within a two mile radius of you and you're dividing up that pie. Yeah. And that means you've got, you know, 3.5 new students a month that you can get sure. or whatever it, yep. it is what it is. And if you're not doing that math, then adding on these extra programs and doing those sorts of things, you're not going to get the results that you want yep. because you haven't done the, the homework. No, I, I think there are definitely programs out there. Um, like even not to plug our own stuff, but like the, some of the stuff that we're trying to create training programs mm -hmm. cuz that's that's for free. your staff yeah but it's it's that's internally and that's something that is not going to be seen by the public right. like they don't care that you're using the phone system yep you know what i mean or using the script that all you got from you got great customer service yeah that's all that, that's all they care about i had this conversation yesterday that i thought was funny one of my great friends coach sherman nelson and i were talking and he goes uh, talking about videos like this. For example, let's say that you put a video on YouTube of teaching classes. I'll watch that video and I love this drill and I'm going to start using it in my class. But I will not say that I got it from you. I will yeah, not yeah. say that I saw it on YouTube mm -hmm. and I will not say that I didn't know all of this thing beforehand. Yeah. So it's, it's funny that it works that way is that you want to take credit for the things that you've done, sure. but nobody else wants to give you credit for the things that you've done. And I, I have no hard feelings for that. Sure. We all do it. And, um, that's just the way it is. And you can't fault people for doing that. No. And here's the thing we're getting like, it's 2018. You right. don't think people are copying each other? Oh gosh. There's maybe in year, maybe in year 10, yeah. we're still creating new things, <laughs> but now it's like, we're pretty, we're pretty much regurgitating all the same things that people it's did a hundred years ago, work. other than technology. But yeah, it's, that's just expected. So what, what are your thoughts on confusing the customers? Why do you feel like that is a detriment to your business growth? Because I think confusing the customers is going to be your biggest enemy, the biggest thing you don't want to do, because what it always comes down to is people want to not think. People want things simple. People want things handed to them on a silver plate and very, very in a clear way of this is who we are, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? McDonald's, you know who they are. Um, Target, you know who they are. Walmart, Kmart. Oh wait a minute! I was going to say they're not around anymore because they weren't priced. Circuit City. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but go back to Kmart. They went under because they weren't price focused, but they also weren't quality focused. Mm, Target is more of the classier Walmart. Yeah, and Walmart's Walmart. Yeah. So you have to make sure you define exactly that niche that you're, or niche that you are trying to put oh, yourself yes. in because that's where the blue ocean is. Absolutely. That's, that's, interesting. you don't want to be in the red ocean. That's interesting. I, I, you know, learn something new every day. I didn't really think about that. With I love how you're referring. You're like, 
Yeah, I remember you said that uh, last time we were talking. I'm like, in the podcast? Because you're, like, you're thinking about something I said. Yeah, or whatever. No, it happens but, once in a while. Once uh, in a while, you surprise me. I mean, most of the time we talk and I'm just kind of sitting back like, okay, all right, here we I go. I know, I noticed. I have evidence. I watch the videos. <laughs> so um, I think I think you're spot on with that. You don't want to confuse the customers. I, here, here's another one that I, I feel like when you confuse the customers, they'll, they're going to go to whatever is the path of least resistance. Yeah. So if I understand X and yeah. there's Y and Y plus something, sure. I don't understand what that is. And the other one too is I don't want to go someplace where I'm going to get like upsold to something else. Yeah. And so like I've got program A and you say, and then for an additional 50, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to have an additional $50 to go to this no. other thing. My kid just wanted X and we're right. now, now we're talking about Z and I'm not interested. Yeah. You can even go back to the whole searching process. So if they're on your website and they're looking for something that's really, really good for their four year old, but then you have all these other programs, you're granting, granting ground and pound. There you Thank go. You. I said it. I appreciate uh, it. But you know, weapons program and all these things and all they want is something for their four year old and you don't have that clearly on your website, they're gonna move on because maybe you do have it, but they don't wanna take the energy and time to go through your whole business and ask you and call you and all these other things. Mm -hmm. You just gotta make it as easy as possible for them to find the solution to their problem. Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave this off with a, a little example of somebody using an add on program. And I said, would Starbucks buy McDonald's coffee to sell in their business if, if they didn't have a coffee company the way they did? And I, I doubt that they would, but I did say that Starbucks would sell someone else's tea as they bought an entire Tivana company for a million dollars. They bought mm -hmm. Tivana? Yeah. Wow. And then also they buy products that are like the coffee mugs and all yeah. of those things that are come from someplace else. So there's a place where you buy the add on programs to sell in your business. And there's a place that you stick true to your roots. But the difference is they own Tivana now, right? They didn't at first. Oh yeah. Hmm. Well, it all depends on, does it align with your business? Absolutely. Does it, does it match? Absolutely. And it's like wearing clothes, right? You don't wear polka dots with stripes, right? No, I think you do. Yes. Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't wear clashing colors there you like go. it just has to it has to match it's got it, it's together. pretty simple and that's like for us we teach taekwondo uh and then as they get more advanced we'll start teaching them basic jujitsu and no way do we ever say and we are very clear we teach basic jujitsu techniques we don't say we teach like the best <laughs> jujitsu techniques there is we teach basic boxing but our core is always going to be taekwondo and really even deeper than that is how can we help our students become better students in life and to be more successful in the future that's it. All right. Well, guys, that is episode number 32 as we talk through off-the-shelf programming and how it can benefit or doesn't benefit, does it match or does it not match with your polka dots and stripes. So uh, after that, we'll leave it open for some questions and some comments as we usually do. And see you. Let's close this episode. Okay. And then uh, we'll see those of you who are um, going to see us next week at 1.30 p.m. on Tuesdays, Central Time. Oh, and also, I left it out, but special thanks to our sponsor, James Cannon, Mudo USA, yep. for uh, As always. always being a part of what we do. See you next week. Thanks.